a couple weeks ago, Austin and I were together with our small group, and Austin is my LA, and uh, we had a great group meeting. Uh, we're trying to do what Jesus asked us to do, feed the sheep, and people were really open and honest. They were sharing. We had a great discussion about the message, and we have a guy who attends our group who's not a believer. Uh, he mostly just listened, but he felt welcomed. Uh, and I think he enjoyed being a part of the group. But Austin said something to me after the group that was really helpful. Um, he said, you know, that was a really good group, but did it feel more like a therapy session uh, than a small group? And it's a great question, and I'm really grateful that Austin asked. You know, he was acting as a faithful leader assistant by asking. Uh, just reminded me of the important role that all you leader assistants have in helping, uh, helping your leader. Uh, so thank you for doing that, Austin. It was really a, a big help. But his question was a great one. What, uh, was that a therapy group or was that a small group? And so I just started wondering, um, what would our non-believing friend be thinking about our small group time when he got home? Would he be thinking, that was a great group of guys. You know, they gave me some great advice. I sure do feel better after going to group. And obviously, none of those are bad thoughts, and I hope he had all of those thoughts. But what about thoughts like this? What if he thought, you know, I don't know what I believe about Jesus, but those guys really believe in Jesus. Those guys really trust Jesus. Those guys really think Jesus actually loves them and they're devoted to him. Obviously, ultimately, what I want this person to say is those guys trust Jesus and I want to trust him too. And our friend trusting Jesus, is, it's obviously a work of the Spirit, but it's, is it clear in our group meetings that we trust in Jesus, the one who has said, surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. So I think after Austin asked me that question, I came up with a new slogan for my uh, small group meetings. I want to share it with you guys. Uh, it's WWJBD. WWJBD. What would John the Baptist do? If he was my small group leader, what would John the Baptist do? Imagine John the Baptist, your small group leader. He would probably smell kind of off a little bit. <clears throat> He'd dress a little weird. He wouldn't have the best snacks, unless you like locusts. Wild honey doesn't sound bad. Um, he probably wouldn't start and end on time. But if John were our small group leader, there was one thing he would be clear about. He would point to Jesus. He would say, look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. If you were in John the Baptist's small group, you would know, as Terry talked about this morning, he is all about Jesus. I was just thinking, if someone confessed sin in John the Baptist's small group, I would imagine he would say, thank you for being open and honest. That's, you know, one of our values here. But then he might say, Jesus paid the price for your sin, and you are forgiven. He wants to take that sin away from you. 
He might say, you've confessed that sin to me, now why don't you go talk to Jesus about it? Give it to Jesus and ask him for help. After all, he's the one who came to deal with sin. And I I remember a time several years ago uh, when I was with someone uh, close to me and they confessed some sin to me. And uh, I I asked them, have you talked to God about this sin in your life? And they just begin to cry, like they could not stop crying. And so my immediate reaction was, oh no, I totally screwed this up. And I didn't really think it through what I was going to say to them after they confessed this to me. And it was something very personal and uh, kind of unprompted. And I thought, I made it worse. They're never going to trust me again. I made them feel bad. And I didn't really want them to feel bad. I wanted them to experience the forgiveness of Christ. But I knew that they needed to take this sin to Jesus. It was fine to talk to Rodney, and that's what Scripture says to do. But also, they needed to take it to Christ for forgiveness. So it was right for me to ask them to talk to Jesus about it. And I helped them, and I told them what to say as they tried to confess to Jesus. But Jesus is just as real He is more real than Rodney. He is the one who cleanses and forgives. WWJBD, what would John the Baptist do? He would say, take your sins to Jesus. You know, Terry mentioned this this morning, John John 3.30, he must increase, I must decrease. So how do I conduct my small group meetings with a desire for Jesus to increase. I might be a good teacher. I might start on time. Uh, I might lead really well-organized groups. But one thing that I want this non-believing friend to know after leaving group is I really trust Jesus. These guys in my group really trust Jesus. I'm trying to lead them to trust Jesus. So what are some activities that you might do in your group? We probably all do accountability of some sort. You know, we ask questions like, how are you doing with your quiet time? Uh, are you taking care of yourself physically? How are things at work? Maybe questions about purity. Are you loving your kids? How are you doing uh, relating with your boss? A- accountability is really important. It's vital. But if we look at Jesus' words, he tells us why we're doing accountability. It's not just checking a box and trying to do better. John fourteen fifteen. if you love me, you will keep my commands. John 14, 23. If anyone loves me, he'll keep my word. And my Father will love him. And we will come and make our home with him. You're doing accountability because you want people to love Jesus. And they're going to be closer to Jesus. Not because of their great effort, but because he said, I will come and make my home with you. When we do accountability, we're helping people to love Jesus. Another thing that we probably do in our groups is prayer. Um, I wish I prayed more in my small group. I'm just like you guys. I get to the end, right, Austin? He can testify. Um, I'm not lying. And it's, okay, well, we got five minutes. We should pray now. Uh, it happens. Um, so, but what do we, how would John the Baptist do prayer in his small group, I wonder? 
You know, one of the things that you find as you read the Apostle John's work is that he likes to repeat words over and over. Trace mentioned this when he was talking about 2nd and 3rd John. So if you want to read ahead in John, read John 14 through 16 and just circle the word ask and count how many times Jesus says ask, ask, ask. John 15, 7, if you remain in me, my words remain in you, ask whatever you want and it will be done for you. Now, I'm not going to exegete that whole passage. I just want to focus on just that word, ask. What does Jesus tell us to do? He tells us to ask. He doesn't say, do the math. He doesn't say, try to figure out how prayer works. Yes, read books about prayer. Yes, try to understand it, but just do it. Ask is what he's saying. And Dallas Willard said that prayer is primarily asking, not reasoning with God, Praying is not advising him. I'm really good at that. When I talk to God, a lot of times it's, you know, if you could do this and then maybe do that, and then you could also, here's another suggestion, do it sort of like this and maybe one of these, and then we'll go to this. Instead of just, Jesus, would you please do this? I need you to do this in my life. So when you pray, just ask for what you want. Jesus asked the question, Terry talked about it this morning, What do you want me to do for you? Is he too busy for us? Is he not strong enough? Is he not wise enough? Of course he's strong enough and wise enough. Just ask him and let him sort it out. And I just want to encourage you um, to model this in your small groups. Just model simple asking. When it gets to prayer time, just model. Jesus, would you do this in my life? Jesus, would you save this friend? One of the questions that I often ask when I meet with guys is, how can I pray for you? Good question. I think it's not a bad question, but I was trying to think about the person who is most focused in that that question. It's how can I pray for you? I wonder if I started asking, what are you asking Jesus to do in your life? Can I take that to Jesus for you? It's, it's kind of the same question, and, and obviously don't feel bad if you say, how can I pray for you? That's not a bad question. That's not my point. My point is, what are you asking Jesus to do in your life? Jesus wants to hear from you, and I can go talk to him on your behalf as well. I'm not kind of endorsing prosperity gospel or anything like that. I'm just encouraging us to take Jesus at his word. When he says ask, let's ask. I'm I'm encouraging you to tell your small group members, go to Jesus for what they want. Go to Jesus for what you need. So back to our WWJBD, what would prayer request time look like in John the Baptist small group? He, He might say something like, hey, no prayer request tonight. We're not doing that. I know that sounds mean, but, you know, John the Baptist is a little, he was a direct guy. No prayer request tonight. If you need something, if you want something, let's just ask Jesus for it. Of course, we can pray for each other, but why don't we just talk to Jesus rather than talking to each other? Ask him for what you want. Let him, in his wisdom, sort out what you need. Be grateful for what he gives and be faithful to what he says. 
I, uh, I read Psalms pretty regularly, and I've been meditating on Psalm 121. The very first verse, you probably are familiar with it. It says, I lift my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help, your help, our help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. The maker of heaven and earth is your helper. That's pretty good help. Yeah, he gives me help through books. Terry listed some great books. He gives us help through friendships. He gives us help through the church, through his word. But he, the personal God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, is our helper. So yes, I want my non-believing friend, Austin's friend, to, to feel good, to be helped by our small group. But the best help that we could give him, the best help that he could receive, is to trust the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. So I want to surround him by guys in our group who are growing and trusting in Jesus. And I want to lead them that way. I want to do my best to lead like John the Baptist would, saying, look to Jesus. Look to Jesus. And so I guess that's what I want to give you a chance to do right now with the, some of the time that we have left. So just give you time to just talk to Jesus. And uh, we won't share with each other. Um, it'll, mostly, it'll just be you talking to Jesus. If you want to get with your leader assistant and talk to Jesus, you can do that. And maybe don't make this complicated. Just talk to him about what you want. You can go off by yourself to pray if you want, um, or you can just sit where you are. And you might just simply pray, I want to point my small group members to you, Jesus. Help me. Help me do that. Help me, as Terry said this morning, to just not make this about me. It's, it's, it's common temptation. I get in group, and I want it to be great, and I want people to remember me. But really, Jesus, I want them to remember you. Help me. Maybe you're tired. Maybe you're weary. Jesus, just take him at his word. He says, come to me. If you're tired, if you're weary, I can give you rest. So I'm going to give you about, I don't know, three minutes. That's about the length of a song if we were singing. Three minutes to just talk to Jesus. And then we'll close with a song. And then Brenda's going to pray for us.